your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And once again, today's episode is brought to you by our Locked On NHL show. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill that gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your podcast. And as always, you can find Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, on Facebook at Locked On Hurricanes Podcast. And you can find myself on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And in today's episode, we'll be looking back at the past six years of Sebastian Ajo being with the Carolina Hurricanes. We will be having part two of the Hurricanes offseason contract predictions. And we'll also be taking a look at the Carolina Hurricanes recent edition of Tweetmail. So, diving on into our big anniversary today, today, excuse me, um, yeah, it's just been a long day at work today, guys, uh, but you know, today is the six-year anniversary of Sebastian Ajo being drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes. It's hard to believe that it's been six years, but it indeed has been six years in the 2015 draft that saw... Braden Point, Patrick Laine, and a few other guys you might have heard of, like Connor McDavid, uh, and, you know, I think you might have heard of him, uh, but, you know, it's been six years uh, since the Carolina Hurricanes took Sebastian Ajo in the second round, 35th overall, uh, and he has become the face of the franchise. Um, he has improved every year that he's had in the NHL. Um, if you look at, you know, the full, uh, season, uh, totals, you know, um, yeah, he's, his point total steadily increased every season. Then of course you had last season, you know, get short due to COVID. So obviously his point total won't, wasn't where that would normally be as I believe he only played 62 games. Um, and then, you had this past season where it was uh, 52 games is what I believe he ended up playing. Actually, folks, I'm wrong. He actually ended up playing all 56 games uh, in the Carolina Hurricanes shortened 2020-2021 uh, uh, season. And, you know, you just look at, you know, guess those, these past two seasons, the 1920 2021 uh, seasons are shortened seasons, so obviously you know he isn't going to have the same point total that he would in you know the full you know season like he normally would have. Um, but you just look at him play. Obviously, I know you guys are watching him play, um, and you can just see the experience. Um, 
you know, things that, you know, he did, you know, in his second season, in his third season, he doesn't do now. Or, you know, things that he did then, uh, he's greatly improved on. His uh, shot selection has greatly improved. His defense has improved. Um, just year after year, Sebastian Ajo just continues to improve on the ice for the Hurricanes. And we were talking about the other day in part one of the contract negotiations that, uh, that you know, you could potentially see an offer sheet for Andrei Svechnikov this offseason. And a couple offseasons ago, there was a reason Montreal offer sheeted Sebastian Ajo, and that's because he's that good of a player. Um, obviously, you know, he is still here in Raleigh, um, and he's going to be for the next few years. Um, but, you know, you just look at his improvement year after year after year, and you can see someone that is going to be a superstar in this league. Um, while he's not, you know, underrated to the extent of, like, Jacob Slavin, uh, where he just gets no recognition whatsoever uh, up until this season where he won the Lady Bing, um, you know, Sebastian Ajo isn't, you know, the one that grabs all the headlines, you know, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, Connor McDavid. Um, you know, he isn't one to grab all those, you know, unless he's getting offer sheeted. Uh, but you you look at how he's improving every single year. He's already got an all-star game appearance under his belt as well. Um, and, you know, had these past two seasons uh, or this past season gone a bit differently, you know, you could have maybe seen him go again. Um and it's just, and of course, we are obviously going to see more all-star game appearances for Sebastian. Uh, no doubt in my mind about that. I just f- definitely want to get that out there. It's definitely not going to be the one-time all-star game appearance for him. He's he's going to go many more times. Uh, but you just watch him, you know, especially you know, if you have been you know, a long time and you've seen the progression for him. Um, but if you haven't been a longtime fan, if you're someone that just, you know, got on the bandwagon, yeah, you know, this past season or two, uh, you know, go back and watch some of those old games. And, you know, he's very raw there, um, but you, know, you can see the talent there. And there is a reason that the Hurricanes made him the face of their franchise. Uh, and... You know, this past season, you know, he obviously you know, had his, you know, down uh, moments, you know, as professional athletes do. Uh, but you you look at, you know, how he came in clutch uh, several times in the playoffs, especially in the Nashville series. And that's what you want out of uh, one of your top guys. And speaking of that Nashville series uh, with Jacob Slavin being out for a good portion of that, Sebastian Ajo had uh, A on the front of his jersey, and that's honestly no surprise, really. Um, you know, Sebastian Ajo, he has been here for now six years. Um, he's not, I mean, he's obviously a young guy. He's, I believe, only 23 years old as of recording. He'll be 24 uh, later this summer. Um but you know he's been in the league for five seasons. He's entering his sixth sixth season, so he's you know not a rookie. You know he is, all you know terms a veteran player now. Um, he's been here 
you know, through a couple of bad seasons, uh, you know, he obviously came in, you know, right at the tail of that, you know, the, uh, you know, the 16-17 season, uh, and then he obviously went through the 17-18 season, but, you know, then obviously the Hurricanes turned it around after that, um, but, you know, he knows what this franchise was, um, not to the extent of someone like Jordan Stahl, uh, of really being here through all the bad years, um, or at least the large majority of them. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, he knows what it takes. Um, and yes, he hasn't won a Stanley Cup, like I just mentioned, you know, with Jordan Stahl, but, you know, he knows what it takes to win. Um, he's been here through those bad years, like I mentioned. And, you know, he was there for the conference final run. You know, he's been here, you know, ever since, you know, the Hurricanes turned things around. Um, and, you know, Trip Tracy um, said in an interview uh, about a month, month and a half ago, um, you know, the Hurricanes color commentator, for those of you that don't know Trip, um, you know, he said, you know, how bad last year's playoff loss um to the Bruins affected Sebastian Ajo and how he put in so much work in the offseason uh back there in Finland and you could see it this year and just the work he put in and that's something you want from one of your top guys that's something you want from one of the leaders on your team so frankly moving forward I do believe Sebastian Ajo is going to be a core part of that leadership group for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, which is obviously something they wanted. Um, maybe not, you know, when they drafted him, obviously, but, you know, uh, you know, that's something they want out of the face of their franchise. They want them to be a part of their leadership group. Um, and obviously Jordan Stahl is, you know, going to be the captain. Jacob Slavin is going to be uh, the alternate captain. We'll see what happens with Jordan Martinuk uh, this offseason. Uh you know, I obviously, you know, went in depth on my thoughts on his situation in part one of the contract predictions. So you can go listen to my thoughts there. But, you know, even if Marty does come back, I could still see Ajo maybe having an A on the front of his jersey. It's not unheard of uh, to have three alternate captains. I believe like San Jose, you know. In total, they had five guys with letters on the front of their jerseys last season or the season before, one of the two. Um, so it's not unheard of, but frankly, I think Sebastian Ahu is going to be a core part of this leadership group going forward. And I think um, you know now that next season, um, we'll obviously discuss this later in the episode, uh, with the uh, strong possibility of having a full 82-game season. I think we'll see that trend continue that was started in the uh, 18-19 season of, well, frankly, since he came into the league, uh, with his um, numbers just going up and up and up every single year. I think we're going to see that continue next year. I don't necessarily know, you know, as far as like a full point total or anything like that, whether it be goals, assists, plus, minus, hits, block shots, shots, whatever. Yeah, I don't necessarily know about that stuff, but, you know, that will be obviously something we discuss once it gets uh, closer uh, to time for the start of the season. 
But, you know, I think we're going to continue to see that uh, upward trajectory for Sebastian Ajo um, because, you know, now, um, yeah, there has been the dip on these past two seasons. But, again, like I mentioned before, it's because they weren't full seasons. Uh, 1920 was, like, 62 games. This season was 56. Um, So, yeah, his number is going to be a little bit less. But next season, I fully expect him to be back on that upwards trajectory. And frankly, Anya, in his last full season, that uh, 18-19 season, yeah, he had 83 points, uh, 30 goals, 53, po- 53 assists. Anya, frankly, next year, if everything goes to plan and you know, it's a full 82 games, you know, I could see him uh, push that 100-point mark. I really really could because he has two more seasons uh under his belt two more playoff runs this guy knows what it takes to be a winner um and you know now he is a you know top guy you know he is the first line center um you know he's not on the second line uh i believe you know he even had some time on the third line uh early on i'm not 100 percent on that again it has been a few years obviously um but you know i could i could really see him pushing that 100 point mark uh next season and that'd be awesome you know i don't really remember the last time we had a hurricane uh really push that 100 point mark in a season honestly i think the last guy to you know, really not only get 100 points, but just even push for it was Eric Stahl back in the 05-06 season. Uh, but, yeah, I really think Sebastian Ajo could push for that 100-point mark uh, in the 2021-2022 season. Uh, but, you know, obviously that'll be something, yeah, we see when the time comes. But I really think this guy can do it. Um, he's become a vital part of this franchise, obviously, um, and he's going to be a core piece moving forward and a core piece in them constructing a championship team um, moving forward. But you know, you gotta wonder, you know, as far as other pieces there, um, you know, as far as building that championship team, and there are several other free agents that we haven't talked about yet on the show this offseason. And we'll be talking about those guys right after this, folks. Now, you long-time listeners know all about the greatness of Built Bar, but for those of you that are new here that don't know, Built Bar is, of course, the best-tasting protein ever. Uh, Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited-time flavor, and those nine original flavors are, of course, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, and my personal favorite, all-time favorite, the absolute goat, the Rod Brennamore of Built Bars, peanut butter brownie. You guys know how much I love that one. And and even if you've only tried uh, one or two of those flavors I just mentioned, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine original flavors so you can try everything uh, and find your absolute favorite. And best of all, Built Bars are soft and easy to chew, 
and covered in 100% chocolate. They're also great for the health conscious individual as they are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So right now, when you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Now, folks, I do want to remind you guys that on July 19th, I will be joined by the owner and CEO of the Fayetteville Marksman, Charles Chuck Norris. So make sure you send all of your questions in by July 16th for Mr. Norris. I am extremely excited to welcome him on the show. That's arguably the show's biggest guest to date. Um, but now that that's out of the way, folks, Again, like I mentioned before the break, you know, the Hurricanes, you know, they obviously had other pieces uh, to build with their championship roster. Again, Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Sveshikov, Tavo Turbine. Those guys are going to be core pieces. But some of your supporting roles, you got to wonder about what's going to happen with them. On the previous episode, uh, we've talked about, um, you know, the big names uh, like Svech, Dougie, Marty, Brock, Ned. We talked about those guys on the previous episode, so if you haven't listened, go listen to that already. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the other free agents. Um, and this is going to be where it gets a bit interesting. We're going to start off with Warren Fogle. He signed a one-year deal uh, last offseason, so he's a restricted free agent again this offseason. This is one that I could... Uh, I honestly think it's a flip of a coin. I really do. I can see if they can get him cheap, yeah, he'll stay. Um, but honestly, yeah, you look at some of the mistakes he made uh, this season. I get we're all human, but dude, come on. He just felt, it felt like this season, uh, Fogel really took a step back. He had his moments. I'm not going to deny that. Nobody will. But just as a whole, just feels like he took a step back this season he wasn't as much of a force in the playoffs as he had been the past two seasons as well again he was there he had his moments but like I said it he just wasn't there um and frankly I could you know with the Hurricanes I could see them being to the point where if they can get him cheap sure he can stick around but if he's gonna want you know big big money or anything like that i see the hurricane just being like all right dude thanks for everything but bye um i could also see one thing uh with the expansion draft coming up which we will obviously talk about with another uh restricted free agent coming up soon uh is you know i could maybe see the hurricanes um doing you know kind of enticing seattle to take fogel um yeah i think he would good be a good maybe he's obviously been a third line for the hurricanes but maybe you know bumming him up to the second line in seattle i could maybe see that being like a middle six kind of guy for seattle or you know just another team that may be a bit desperate um, in the event of maybe a bit of a sign and trade kind of deal, um, I could definitely see something that like that with Warren Fogle this off season. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be a flip of a coin. 
I could see him staying. I could see him going. I really am unsure about how things are going to go with him. Uh, one thing I am pretty confident on is Cedric Pocket being gone. I'm pretty positive he is going to be gone from the Hurricanes this season. He was obviously a mid-season-ish trade acquisition uh, that they acquired from Ottawa with uh when they sent Ryan Dezingle up there, they also acquired Alex Galchenyuk, who they proceeded to trade like two days later to Toronto um, for, I think, like a seventh round pick or something like that. Um, but yeah, I don't see Pocket sticking around. It stinks because he, whenever he was healthy, he did add some nice grit and fire that the Hurricanes needed on their fourth line. Um, and that stinks uh, because that has kind of been something they've lacked for the past couple years. Again, they've been really good. Nobody's going to deny that. Uh, but, you know, with some of those other guys that had, like, I know they're not um, forwards or anything, but, you know, Michael Furland, uh, Hayden Fleury, uh, Calvin DeHaan. Well, not necessarily Fleury, but, you know, Calvin DeHaan in there as well. But they just lacked some of that grit that they had back in the 18-19 season. Um, and Pocket kind of brought that back whenever he was healthy. I remember like his first five games or so, he got it. He got in either a fight or like a scrum, um, and not like a little tiny thing either. Like kind of surprised they didn't like legitimately drop their gloves. Um, but honestly, I think he's going to be gone. Um, I really don't see the Hurricanes bringing him back. You know, he was hurt for so long. Um, and just out of the lineup, I don't really see them bringing him back. Stinks, but honestly, at the end of the day, yeah, I could see him maybe, depending on how things go, maybe going back down to Tampa, or you know, because that's obviously where you know, he won his Stanley Cup, or you know, just wherever the money's best. Obviously, you know, money talks. He's got his ring, um, so again, you know, that's not necessarily he's got something he's gonna be chasing now. Um, but, you know, that's kind of how I see Pocket. I don't see him being back. Um, Morgan Geeky is another one. I'm pretty confident he's going to be gone. It stinks. I like Morgan Geeky. I think he's really talented. Uh, but I really, really think he's just going to be gone. I, re- I don't see the Hurricanes keeping him around. He is a restricted free agent, so I know it's a little bit different, you know, than just being an unrestricted free agent and just going uh, and leaving. But I I don't see him coming back. I don't. Um, I know some people may hate me for that um, because he did become a quick fan favorite with just how good he was when he first broke into the lineup. After he broke into the lineup, what did he really do? Um, He didn't really do a whole lot once... You know, in his second stint, uh, because, you know, when he broke in last season, uh, yeah, you know, he had that really, really good run. Um, but this year, um, he didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, he had, you know, a few good assists, you know, with Max McCormick and whatnot, you know, down there on the bottom, uh, three, which is great. You know, I'm not taking, you know, his talent away from him, but, he wasn't a big of a threat um, down there on that bottom six, bottom three, as he was in his first season. 
uh, you know, again, you know, he is very, very green. Um, you know, he's not a guy that has years and years of experience like Sebastian Ajo, like we were talking about at the top of the episode. Um, but honestly, I don't see him being back. I mean, I could be wrong, you know, but, you know, if Warren Fogle leaves, I could, yeah, maybe see them keeping keeping Morgan Geeky around. Uh, but if Fogle stays for sure, yeah, Geeky's gone. Um, it, it'll suck, um, but, yeah, he's, I think the, the closest thing he could get to staying right now is maybe, you know, re-signing, but it's a two-way deal, and he spends most of his time up in Chicago in the AHL, maybe, that'd be about it, but as far as, like, being on the Hurricanes roster next year, no, I don't see it, um, another one for sure, i he's gone is Jake Bean he is gone uh, I am 100% confident in saying that Jake Bean is not going to be in a Carolina Hurricanes uniform next year I am 110% confident in that he's a restricted free agent this offseason but I am almost positive he will be taken in the expansion draft by Seattle uh, depending on who the Hurricanes protect and don't protect, I'm almost positive he's going to be taken. Because, as I mentioned, uh, Ron Francis, the Seattle Kraken general manager, drafted Jake Bean uh, years ago when he was still the general manager for the Hurricanes. So he knows all about Jake Bean. He knows the upside that Jake Bean has. I'm not going to deny that Jake Bean doesn't have a nice upside, but... Um, if you go back and listen to the interview I did with Alec Campbell from the local ESPN station here in the Triangle area, you can hear him say that the Hurricanes are not pleased with his progression and development. Um, and I don't see him being back one way or another. I think the expansion draft is likely going to be his exit from the Hurricanes organization, but I could also see him being traded. I've also mentioned you know, another trade I could potentially see happening is that of Jake Gardner. Um, it sucks, but injuries have kind of you know dealt him a bad hand here in Raleigh. So I could see the Hurricanes just kind of cutting their losses, getting him off the books, um, and trading him somewhere else. It stinks because he is a great guy having talked to him. He's a great, great guy. And he's a good person to have. But he isn't able, if he isn't even able to play, you got to cut your losses there with Jake Gardner. But again, like I said, Jake Bean, he's gone. He is absolutely gone one way or another this offseason. Uh, but, you know, I've you know, mentioned you know, how a lot of these guys I think are going to be gone. Yanni Hockenpah is one I think we could see remaining with the Hurricanes. Um, I have seen you know some people mention on social media, they think he's going to be gone. He was just a rental, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I think Yanni is going to stay um, if he, they can get him cheap. Um, I don't see him commanding a massive, massive salary. Um, 
But, you know, Don Waddell said um, earlier on in the season, you know, when Ron, when Yanni was looking really, really good, that he wasn't necessarily a rental this offseason. Um, or this, not offseason, this season, excuse me. Um, he, he said, you know, Yanni, he was playing good, and he was what they're looking for. A right shot, big body defenseman that can just go out and wreck people. That's what they got with Yanni. He did everything they wanted him to do. Um, and frankly, again, if they can get the right deal done, I can see Yanni staying. I really, really can. I love it. Yanni's a great guy. I I was there in the building in that game against Nashville in the regular season when he scored his first goal as a Hurricane and first goal of the season. He was the first star of the game, and you couldn't even hear uh, his uh, first star interview for the first portion of it because the crowd was chanting his name so loud. And that was when they were only at like 15% capacity. Could you imagine? You know, this guy, you know, gets a full season with the Hurricanes and really, you know, again, like I said, gets a full season, really gets comfortable with this uh, team and system. What he can do then? Can you imagine the chance of, you know, 19,000 people chanting Yanni? That would be wild. I can't wait for it. Um, you know, but with Yanni, you know, he is, I believe, 30, 30 years old, 30, 31. Um, so, you know, I don't see, you know, him signing like an eight-year deal like, you know, Dougie Hamilton might be looking for right now. You know, I see maybe a three, three-year deal, maybe. Um maybe in the range of yeah three to four million dollars um you know i could see that for yanni um because you know again you know he's a you know third pairing guy um but you know i really think we could see him back you know should they be able to get the right deal done it'd be great to see him back um i will say you know even though I think he is going to stay, and you know, he had been what the Hurricanes have been looking for, it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if he left because the Hurricanes have so many guys in their defensive pipeline. But it'd be nice to keep someone that you know, has played on your uh, NHL roster that knows how to play in the NHL. Is that you know really big physical defenseman that you want? Um, and I think the Hurricanes should definitely keep him around at least you know like I said you know, give him you know you know a three-year deal I think that would be uh reasonable there and then obviously you know, you know maybe halfway through that deal you know you can maybe look at okay you know, are things going well you know and if things are obviously you know keep him around uh maybe looking at extension you know you know following that last year but you know if things aren't going well it's not a massive contract to try to unload so, you know, it's in the way of a trade. So, you know, that could be something to look at there. Um, but, you know, the big question that I touched on briefly in part one of the uh, contract prediction is that of the goalies. And, you know, Peter Mrazek, I think, is the biggest question mark. Alex Ndokovic is obviously going to be coming back and resigning. No doubt about that. Um, Peter Mrazek is the one that I am the most up in the air about i alluded to that and i believe i even said it in the first episode um i think with peter i really don't know what's going to happen i don't have a prediction uh i could see you know him being a 1b type option if the hurricanes could work something out 
be great. I don't see a long-term deal there. I see two years max, um, absolutely max on that deal. Um, and frankly, it wouldn't be extremely expensive. I see maybe $4 million you know, total uh, and total value there. But that seems I, it's a very short-term deal. Uh, but, you know, I could also see him being one where, you know, he was, you know, supposed to be the number one guy this year. Yeah, he got hurt. Yeah, that is what it is. We've all seen the pictures of the thumb pre and post surgery. We saw it going the opposite way. We saw what it looked like after the uh, surgery. But <laughs> and, you know it, that is what it is. There, you know, it's like yeah, you got hurt, but you know he comes back. He doesn't really get his starting job back. Uh, Ned's you know emerged as the clear cut number one. Peter got. One, two, one start in the playoffs. One, because uh, Nedge started the entirety of the Nashville series, and I think Peter had the one game in the Tampa series, which was uh, rough uh, to say the least. Um, and you know, I could see him being, a, you know, thank you, you know, for giving me the opportunity to be a number one, but he's gonna pack up his bag and go elsewhere. I could definitely see Peter doing that. I really could. It stink because I think it'd be nice to have you know a 1B option uh, with Ned really getting tested um, as a true number one goalie next year. Because like I said, you know Ned, while he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal last or this season, he hasn't been the number one guy for an NHL team in a full 82-game season. I love him. I think he's the goaltender of future for the Hurricanes. But again, he is a bit unproven. Get your panties in a wad all you want with that, but it's true. He hasn't played a full 82-game season in the NHL. The NHL is different than the AHL. And it'd be nice to have someone that you know could be a number one goaltender waiting in the wings should Ned not be able to do it but you know should Peter um leave I do think James Reimer is a solid number two option I think should Peter stay James is absolutely gone 100% he's gone um but if Peter leaves I think there's a solid chance James Reimer could stay because he isn't going to be as expensive as Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic is a young guy. I want to say he's just a couple years older than me. I want to say he's about 27, 28 years old. He's not old. Um, but James Reimer and you know the sports world, he is. He's in his, uh, I believe he's like 32, 33 years old. Uh, James Reimer, he's an older guy. He's been around for a long time. Uh so he's not going to be a number one guy anymore unless someone gets hurt. Uh, so he'd definitely be the number two goaltender. Ned would be one. James would be two. That is what it is going to be there. And that, that'd be fine. I, I don't hate that option. Um, is it the best option? No. But James, uh, he won us a crap ton of games this past season. He was a big part of why we won the Central Division title. And some of the hate for him this past season was a bit unnecessary. But, you know, 
I think he's a good number two option should we not get Peter Mrazek back. But that's just something we're going to have to wait and see for a while. Obviously, we're in the midst of the Stanley Cup final about to start. Um, so we may not hear anything about these extensions coming for a while. Obviously, we know these conversations are happening. We we know the conversations with uh, Dougie Hamilton's agent, uh, with um, you know Andre Sveshnikov's agent. We know all these conversations are happening right now, but you know we're not in the room on the phone on the Zoom calls, whatever it may be. So at the end of the day, we're not gonna know until we know that's just how it is um but in this uh same vein of talking about off-season stuff uh the carolina hurricanes on their official podcast you know they have the tweet mail segment and i think there were some interesting points brought up on this past episode segment and we'll be talking about that stuff right after this break folks there's only one place we hear at uh, the Locked On Hurricanes podcast trust to do our online sports betting, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. He's obviously having the folks uh, from Locked On Canadians up there go halves. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I obviously just, you know, mentioned, you know, go Habs as Eric Stahl is making uh, potentially his swan song uh, Stanley Cup run. Uh, so we obviously all have great memories of Eric Stahl in his days of the Hurricanes. And I want to open the floor up to you guys, the listeners. As this offseason, I'm going to be doing a new segment where I have you, the listeners, on. I just debuted it uh, yesterday with Zach Selwick from the NC State Ice Pack as he shared his uh, top Hurricanes memories. And I want to open that up to you guys as well. So make sure you DM the show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it may be, for a chance to be featured on an upcoming segment of Hurricanes Memories. But diving on into the tweet mail um, from this past episode of the Canescast. Because, again, like I said, there were some pretty good things I mentioned in there. They obviously, you know, talked about um, the contract situations with Dougie and whatnot. You knew that was going to be talked about. Uh, Of course, 
but there were some definitely some interesting things in there. Um, obviously talking about um, yeah potential trade with Seattle in the expansion draft. Obviously, you know they kind of beat it around the bush a little bit with that, as you know they can only say you know certain things. Um, uh, but you know one thing you know, I really liked uh, was um, you know expecting a uh, 2021-2022 schedule. And it's not set in stone right now, but we can accept, expect to see the 82-game schedule drop in mid-July. I think that is going to be great. So that's only about two, three weeks away now at, at time of recording. Um, so that's great news for the Hurricanes and just hockey fans in general. I think it's going to be great to have a full 82-game season again. More opportunities to go to games, more opportunity to to cheer on your team. You know whether you are a you know huge Kaniac Hurricanes fan, or if you're just dropping in you know as a fan from another team. You know it's going to be great to cheer on our teams again. Uh, but you know it's going to be you know really interesting to see how that pans out next year. And that was a big takeaway. You know, that I you know, took from this tweet mail segment because, you know, again, obviously the obvious stuff we're talking about, you know, like I said, like Dougie, the expansion draft, you know, stuff like that, of course, you know, and we'll know more about that, you know, as time goes on. But to know that we're going to be getting a full 82 game schedule in just a matter of weeks, I think is great, great news. And it's just another step on the path back to normalcy um the past geez you know year and a half or so it's been crazy it's been absolute crazy but you know this you know past playoffs run especially was really nice because you know we're able to get a bit back to normal as you know we were able to you know tailgate and you know just do stuff that we always normally did um but now we're going to be able to do it normally. Um, we can have all of our friends back at the tailgate, not just, you know, a certain limited amount. Um, and I think it's going to be great. And hopefully on that next 82 game schedule, whenever it drops here in the next couple of weeks, we'll know when the hurricanes get their stadium series game. I'm sure you guys saw the potential leak jerseys. I personally really liked them. That will obviously come up a bit more in discussion during the offseason, especially when I have you, the fans, on. Um, I'll definitely want to ask you guys about that potential leak design. Again, I liked it, but you know, are, is it going to be real? Are we going to be seeing that jersey at Carter-Finley Stadium this off or next season? You know, We don't know, but again... Only time will tell, and you can obviously tune in to Locked on the Hurricanes for all of your daily Hurricanes news. Um, in tomorrow's episode, I will be giving my official Stanley Cup predictions um, between the Montreal Canadiens and Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll also start diving in to Carolina Hurricanes season report cards for certain players. 